0: your friends you don't go over there and shake hands smile hug their neck let's knock them on their backs put them in the mouth knock their ass in the dirt that's what we got to do we got to stop that buddy ball smash everybody in the mouth keep the running backs to the stand run up in the stands and slap their mama live in the entertainment capital of the world it's the T.C. Martin Show. It is showtime, baby. Here we go. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. Going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, pitches it, the... it back to wide check. He throws it across the field to dice. He's got something. He's got something. 40, 50, He's got 40, it. He's got it. Twenty. 10, He's got five. it. Touchdown, zone. Touchdown, Titans! A the doctor is now in. And a very good Friday afternoon to you. It is the T.C. Martin Show live from the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. No better place to be, of course, on a weekend, especially a football Friday. T.C. Martin, Double B, Brian Benowitz, our VP of Casino Operations here at the Cosmopolitan, and our gracious host, Chuck, on site. Back in the house here, making it all happen, and my right-hand man, Nick Nice, back in the fold at the studio, making it happen there, making this sound uh, glorious, and wherever you may be, streaming live at tcmartinshow.com, coast-to-coast, border-border, wherever you may be, and even our good friends in Canada who may be listening to us because they're still flying in from WestJet.
1: Yeah, well, no, they're here. They're here from Calgary, and <clears throat> Jerry, the Dennis, and Olga said to say hello. They were on their way back on the same flight. Uh, Just look at this crowd, T.C. I was just at the airport, and there was lots of Dolphin fans coming in, lots of Raider fans coming in. It's just an exciting time to be in Las Vegas. And, uh, I mean, it's... 2 o'clock here on a Friday, and it's already crowded with people ready to go, so it's there go. Uh, pretty exciting.
0: It is a typical football Friday here at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. We're glad everyone that can join us here uh, live in person, and of course we are here, as you know, each and every Friday from 2 to 4 p.m., and of course the show, daily, Monday through Friday from 2 to 4 p.m., and of course you can always listen to us wherever you are via the web at tcmartinshow.com. Alright, today we will get into a very busy college football Saturday. We'll handicap uh, many of the marquee games as well as the NFL as well on Sunday and a pretty good Monday night football game as well. Raiders taking on the Dolphins like you mentioned Brian, looking forward to that and could we be talking about the 3 and 0 Raiders at about uh, you know 4:32 p.m. come Sunday?
1: Boy, I sure hope so. They've shown uh, they they were supposed to be 0-2. They were big dogs in both games, uh, outperformed and played very well and deserved to win each game. Uh, So maybe they can go to 3-0 here. I mean, this is the one they're supposed to win. They're supposed to beat the Dolphins. Uh, So uh, time will tell. And the good news is, first preseason game of the Vegas Golden Knights followed up at seven o'clock. So (laughs) Uh, for those of you like you and I, (laughs) doubleheader.
0: The the (laughs) doubleheader. Are you wearing the V.G.K. already? Now, wait a minute. I don't know if, you know, it's you know the VGK, it's early on to be wearing VGK. I, well, I, I would expect, well, I know we're not going to see any UCLA blue after that today, travesty that we what? saw at the Rose Bowl today, last Saturday.
1: Today I had a choice. I mean, this weekend you got Michigan playing. You it's got true. Winnipeg playing. You got <sighs> UCLA playing. You got uh, the Raiders playing. You got them all playing. However, the Knights are going to take the cup this year. And it all starts with the with the future of the Knights, which is this first preseason game come Sunday. So that got my support.
0: So I was going to ask you, you know, if uh, our Canadian friends, and especially you know Jerry the dentist, you know got over to a City National and was checking out some of the practices.
1: He did not get to City National. We did take two really long bike rides. Went on a nice bike ride to uh, <laughs> to Blue Diamond and back, which was a, a beautiful day out in the desert. And uh, which channel he was, was that on, the, by the way? He, and, he and on Ger- the,
0: was on the bicycle channel. It was on the
1: bike channel. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, different for Jerry. I mean, he's used to being in Winnipeg, and Winnipeg's quite flat. So uh, this was uh, about a half a mile up on the whole ride, so it was it was nice. I got to call out a guy though here in the back row. Okay, Uh, he looks like he's a Michigan fan, judging by his shirt. He's not even looking at us right now. His shirt says uh, "Buckeyes are poisonous." Is that what it says on his shirt? Uh, There it is. There it
0: it is. Go blue. Yeah, Buckeyes are poisonous. Yes, I like it. I don't see any maze. Ma- I see the maze there, the maze, right? I really don't see any blue. The whole shirt's blue. What are you talking about? Uh, I, I, it must be the blue. Di- must be the disco light show here inside the Cosmopolitan. Yeah. All the lights. there it is. I got it. Okay. All right. Look, look gray to me. But then again, that's what happens, you know. They
1: got Rutgers this weekend. They should pound them. You think? Yeah, my buddy uh, Christopher Hume is making his first game in the big house. He's all excited this weekend. I think it's parents' weekend. Uh, Brookton invite us, but we'll be out there for the <laughs> Ohio State game on November 27th. Very excited for that.
0: You and 110,000 others.
1: Uh, maybe 111. That's true. Maybe 112. You never know how many people are gonna, they can cram in there.
0: All right, great stuff. All right, we'll be uh, previewing the Saturday action, the Sunday action here for you for the next two hours. And, of course, our best bet segment, our award-winning best bet segment coming your way next hour, so hang tight for that. Uh, Trevor Maddich will be joining us, the 15-time Emmy Award winner, the former 12-year NFL veteran, and he does a fantastic job, of course, on ESPN College Football. You can always catch Trevor on Sports Centers, and, of course, the college football guru and a great friend. Appreciate him joining us. And, again, Trevor had such a good time, Brian, that he says, I'm in all year for the best bets. He, you know
1: what, Trevor's a fantastic guy. He really knows his college football. Obvious by his record in college and my record in, uh, and his in pro, he's a college guy. So yeah. he's he's great to hear, and he's really p- adds a, a nice twist to it, an insider take, and, and, and great knowledge of uh, the matchups, which is uh, good to see.
0: All right. Uh, Matt Holt will uh, join us next hour as well, too, uh, as part of the Best Bet segment. So we'll have a good time uh, with that. And, of course, all of our Best Bets up on the website at tcmartinshow.com. Uh, Scott Spritzer, our Resident handicapper from Doc Sports, our longtime uh, handicapper and friend, his picks up on the website. Gilby, the intern, as well, uh, who Gilby's Gil- off to a great start. G- w- w- and, and Gilby not here today? Why? Because he's he's partying in Wisconsin right now, getting ready for Bucky Badger and uh, the Irish tomorrow at Soldier Field. So he will be there. Oh, for- that game's at Soldier Field. Yeah, that oh. game's at Soldier Field tomorrow. So make a note of that. Neutral hmm. field, and I'm really looking forward to that game because. Those two iconic fan bases that you have, both at Wisconsin and Notre Dame, and both campuses are, you know, about two and a half, three hours, you know, from Chicago. And, uh, you know, you know, kudos for them pulling that off to play in a neutral site. And it is going to be like one of these bowl <coughs> games where literally. They the the the, uh, the stadium will be split in half, so it's be split you know half red and white and half uh, you know blue and gold, maybe mixed in with a little green with the Irish green as well too, depending on you know what they decide to wear. But anyway, yeah, it's 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 50-50 right down the middle with two great fan bases. That is going to be like a bowl game tomorrow.
1: That's great. I'm excited to see it even more so now that you've explained it to me. Yeah. The uh, uh, who gave up the holding game? Do you know? Was it Wisconsin?
0: Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, so. so yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, both teams have even though Notre Dame's undefeated they've underperformed so far so uh, it's a it's a it's a we don't really know what you have in Notre Dame yet uh, they've kind of eked out a couple wins against subpar teams and uh, you know Wisconsin played a really poor first half, I'd say, and actually the whole game against Penn State. Uh, but I, I think that uh, we'll know a lot about both these teams moving forward uh, after Saturday.
0: Yeah, looking forward to that. And another neutral site game will be happening in Jerry's World in Arlington. you got Texas A&M and Arkansas. We'll dive into that game as well, too. you got number 7 against number 16. And the Hogs definitely have surprised a lot of people, especially with their big victory against Texas where they blew them out. It'll be interesting to see how Arkansas fares against this A&M team because this will be the first real physical Team that they've gotten the chance to face, especially on the defensive side of the ball for Texas A&M, uh, and again, again, you're talking about uh, you know proximity, you know, right there in um, in Arlington, where you have tons of A&M fans and tons of Arkansas fans. And we know that you know both of those schools recruit heavily in the state of Texas, especially that Dallas-Fort uh, Worth area.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What a great game, great matchup, early season game. Uh, it, it's funny how in, within two weeks we got all these nice matchups to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas was ultra impressive the way they whipped Texas uh, a few weeks ago. Texas bounced back and handled the, the kind of a powder puff and rice. Um, but Arkansas, you know, are they for real? is what it comes down to. A&M struggled against Colorado, and I gave Colorado too much credit last week. And Colorado really uh, laid an egg against Minnesota. So, uh, you know, is A&M as good as people have touted them to be? Do they deserve that ranking? Personally, so far, I'd say the answer is no. So we'll see after this week uh, who comes out of this game looking good, especially in that... Hotly contested SEC West.
0: Yeah. yeah, and the thing about it is, with AM, they've won eleven in a row. Believe it or not, a lot of mm-hmm. people don't realize that. And again, you know, I've never been a, a Kellen Mon guy, and thank goodness he's gone. But now, uh, you know, they've recruited a couple really good freshman quarterbacks, and their quarterback is pretty decent. But that is really not the strength of the A and M team. They got a couple very good running backs, and uh, like I said, the defensive side of the ball is where really Texas A and M kind of makes a name for themselves. And you're right, uh, that Colorado game. I mean, was was one of the strangest games to watch. It was a very low-scoring game, and I think a lot of people, you remember Texas A&M was a, was a double-digit, 17-point well, 17 17 you know, in, in that game, and Colorado ended up covering easily. But, you know, again, uh, A&M has not put their best foot forward and their best game together yet, and I think it's just a matter of time because talent-wise and even coaching-wise, I mean, Jimbo Fisher, you can make the argument, okay, Jimbo's good coach, bad coach, whatever, but he does – have a lot of horses on that roster.
1: He does. He's got the best money he can buy there in A&M. You know, he did in Florida State as well. <laughs> uh, Jimbo Fisher, was uh, that first half against Colorado was putrid. Yes. Colorado should have been up by like yeah. two, maybe three touchdowns in that game yeah. and kind of didn't score, didn't put the ball in the it end zone. back to that quarterback and, situation. And, and, and yeah. really allowed yeah. Yeah. A- A&M to hang around. And a and just kind of eked it out in the fourth quarter yeah. there. Their defense showed up in the second half. Uh, but they, they're going to have to produce some more offense because this Arkansas team can run you over. They're mm-hmm. going to hurt you. Bunch of big hogs out there ready to go.
0: <laughs> suey pig. Yeah. There you go. As our, as our guy Houston Nutt will say. Yeah. A little suey pig. Yep. All right. Uh, so, a lot of great uh, games. we we, we got to address what happened in, in the Rose Bowl last Saturday yeah. night. I mean, I was actually listening to that game uh, because I have direct TV, and of course, they Direct uh, Directv does not have the Pac-12 network. See that's on you, there. So that was a bad choice
1: by you, TC. Well, that was a bad choice. You got to go Dish Network. They have the Pac-12 network.
0: Yeah, but then you know you got to have my NFL Sunday ticket I that I've had for I, twenty I get plus that years. As well. There you go. I so. get it on the dish. You're okay. okay. Okay, it's okay. Yeah. You want me to leave the Directv family? That's like a that's a long breakup I, for me. I, I would break up with them
1: if they didn't have the Pac-12 network, which is an excellent network. Yeah, okay. How they haven't gotten that on is, is beyond me. I watched the entire game, okay. TC. Uh, I actually uh, had a dinner to go to. And so I got home. I recorded it. And, uh,
0: did you have some chicken? That's all. I did. did you have the fried chicken? I,
1: I uh, yes. You yes. did. So a little did bit of, you, just you. for you.
0: Yeah. And, and Jer- and Jerry the dentist enjoyed the fried chicken. He of blue t- ribbon. He did. He did. It was, it was, I just want to make sure. Okay. So as I, yes, I digress, I'm sorry.
1: I, I, I got home and uh, obviously early on Fresno is just the better team. Fresno is is working ball control the entire first half. Uh, I want to say they had a uh, two to one ratio snaps mm-hmm. to UCLA. Um, However, UCLA's hanging in the game. Uh, a couple of missed balls uh, by DTR. Mm-hmm. He dropped the ball, went back to pass, and just dropped it and right. lost it. So the game is kind of fluttering along where it looks like it's going to be Fresno's game. And I think the score is about 26-17 to 17 going into the fourth quarter. And UCLA forces a couple of turnovers, two beautiful drives, go back and take yeah. the lead. Yeah. So they take the lead uh, 30 to 27. Yeah, they got, 31. They got,
0: they got 2 touchdowns within the final couple minutes. Yeah, 30 to take 31, 27. Yeah. The fourth quarter was crazy. 54 seconds left. Yeah, they,
1: well, th- but before that, this kid gets right. banged around. This this uh, Huber gets banged around, and, and UCLA's playing soft coverage. Mm-hmm. He's allowing to hit 10 yard outs, like the like it's a, like for me to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, Fresno goes down, takes the lead. UCLA goes right down the field, takes the lead with 54 right. seconds left. And the only thing I'm thinking about is the way this defense is playing. They got to get to the quarterback, but they're playing too soft. Yeah. And in 40 seconds, I mean, it was a blink of yeah. an eye. Fresno goes right down and scores. And uh, very disappointing to lose the game by three. Ushile showed a little heart, but it's the same old defense uh, where, and that's a physical Fresno State offensive front yeah. and defensive front. They took the running game away, tried to make DTR beat him. And while he was able to lead them back, Fresno had too many guns, right. is what it came down to.
0: You were at the UCLA-LSU game where yeah. UCLA played spectacular yeah. in, in that game, mm-hmm. and you also called it last week. You yeah. said this is a very dangerous situation for UCLA. And a lot of people thought, okay, it's Fresno State. Sure, they're a quality Mountain West Conference team. You think of the Mountain West, you think obviously of Boise State, and uh, you think of Fresno State. Yeah. But still, I mean, usually in these type of games, Fresno State doesn't win these type of games. But this, I don't know if UCLA – just let their guard down, or like you said, is this the same old UCLA that we've seen the past couple seasons? How was that? I mean, you were there. How yeah. was that defense against LSU? Uh,
1: it's LSU. Well, the LSU is soft, believe it or not, compared yeah. to Fresno. <laughs> LSU soft. Do you remember know what you
0: just said? Soft. Soft.
1: <laughs> They're soft. LSU was a softball club in that game. They thought they'd come in and waltz all over them, and they didn't. Yeah. This team took it to UCLA. They smacked them in the mouth. Game came down to a wire. I mean, it's not like uh, uh, UCLA quit. Fresno took it from them. Fresno was the better team on Saturday night. They deserved to win. They probably deserved to beat Oregon yeah. in that game. Right. Fresno could be sitting at 3-0 and in a top-10 team yeah. right now. Yeah. Right? If all went well. They're not. This guy Huber, I don't know how he's walking. I mean, did you see him at the end of the game? Yes, I
0: did. And, and I was listening to on the radio, and they they were they were sh- UCLA announcers were shocked when that I this cr- guy can't even come back in the game. When
1: when the when the drive started and they hit him on the first drive, I thought they got to take this guy out. Yeah. Uh, I, but it was like watching Roy Hobbs yeah. <laughs> stumble around out there, or. And he just made every pass right on the money. But UCLA allowed that. They allowed it by having such soft coverage. And I don't know how you don't jump that out route, because they ran it every single play down the field. Mm -hmm. But, you know, again, there's 18- to 22-year-old kids. For two weeks they are told them, hey, way to beat LSU. They get a pat on the back. You guys are going to be great. Oh, where are we going to play the Rose Bowl this year? And you got to prepare for those teams. And the better prepared team was Fresno when they started. And at the end of the game, Fresno deserved to win, and they did pull it off.
0: And I'm going to sit here like I love to, uh, you know, uh, show blame at your boy DTR, your quarterback, Dorian Thompson Robinson. Again, it, it, I think up until that last drive, I think he completed nine passes. I'm not, you know, or that's what he had at the end of the game. And again, missed re- receivers dropping the ball. Again if ucla had a better quarterback they would they would be three 0 at this point in time plain and simple and i just i'm not sold on this kid's game at all
1: ttr miss he gets a little excited he misses some guys open doesn't put enough air under the ball uh remember he didn't play a lot of quarterback when he was at gorman you know he played a lot of receiver before he got there uh and he did some great things with his feet uh, in this game, uh, and to he be totally, yeah. to be totally honest, it was a team loss. This wasn't a DTR loss. Uh, he did everything he could to get them back. He made some beautiful passes on their their second to last drive, but then Fresno came back and took it. All so right. we'll, uh, I I give him a pass here. This is an important week for UCLA. They got to go up and play on the farm. Yes. Stanford's beat them 12 out of the last 13 times, yes. including last year's debacle yes. that UCLA blew the game and, and the end of the COVID there. So. Uh, If you're looking for a good spot, this is not the spot to jump on UCLA this week. I mean, you think they could bounce back. That Stanford team, uh, they woke up after a crummy game against K-State and and walloped. A pretty good USC
0: team. There you go. Had them on the best bets a couple weeks ago in that game, and that led to Clay Helton getting fired. And Stanford back at home, they're playing well. And could the wrong team be favored here? Stanford is getting four points at home. Yeah, I mean, Stanford
1: went in and played the weakest of the week in the SEC mm-hmm. at Vanderbilt. I think that was one of your best bets. You thought Stanford maybe have a letdown last week. No, that was your no. bonus pick. Yeah. Your bonus
0: no, pick. No, no, actually, Trevor picked Stanford. Ah. Trevor picked Stanford in that game, yeah, if you remember. Yeah, somebody, somebody Yeah, I was that off Vanderbilt. that game, yeah. But, yeah. It,
1: but we, we had talked about the game, yeah. and it was, it was a letdown it, uh, yeah. where, where you thought maybe they would let down. And they only eked out a win from Vanderbilt. Yeah. So I don't know what we have from Stanford. Um, we know what we've seen at UCLA. Yeah. Uh, if they're going to be an actual competitor in the Pac-12 South, they got to win this football game.
0: Yeah, you actually think that I would actually bet Vanderbilt? I, mean, I thought on. you picked them I as a not. bonus. What no. was your
1: bonus pick last week? You gave a fourth pick. Was it the bonus
0: pick was the NFL with the Packers? No, you gave a bonus no, college. I, no, pick, my bo- no. no, no I'd no, go back and rewind I, it. I, <laughs> I gave you three college, and then I was so stuck on on the fourth. Uh, of four games in the NFL, and I said, and hey, I'm going to give you the Packers as the bonus because they're going to blow out the Lions. Thank you very much. They so, did somebody, 35 to 17. Somebody picked Vanderbilt. I have to go back and look. I, it I, I, no, you're back. right. Somebody did. Oh, yeah, did. I think it was Matt. Oh, okay. it, it was. It was. It was one of the two. But we, we had people on both sides of that game. But Trevor was on Stanford minus 12. Yeah. On the road. There you go. But uh, yeah, I, thank you for not bringing up you know my dog. Horrible pick of the week of Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois yeah, and, and Duke were bad picks. Yeah, Listen, yeah. I had Colorado. They only lost. Hey, Duke to wasn't that bad. He t- I wasn't uh, playing was over on the quarterback. It was over to half. Time. I wasn't playing on the quarterback. Turned over five times. It was over to halftime. Right? Though. You how did, about you Northern you... Illinois? How was that?
1: Northern <laughs> over it was over before they got out of the tunnel. You and I, you and I both had, had
0: horrendous picks last horrendous. week. You horrendous. You had Colorado. Rollouts. You rollout. had Colorado. Did
1: it, has Colorado still Co- scored? Colorado. Got, Have they scored yet? Colorado had 70 yards of offense <laughs> in that game. 70. 7-0. They didn't even crack three figures of offense against a Minnesota team that's not good. They're not known for
0: their offense. Hey, I had the Irish last week. That
1: was good. Come on. That was good. There you they, go. they, they, they pulled it off for you.
0: Yeah, but uh, a lot of us uh, struggled a little bit on the college side last week, but the NFL side, we got it right. So there you go. But we got to get back to week one where all of us went 3 and 0. we got to yeah, get we'll, back to that. We'll down. get
1: back to it. I think this is a, this is a great docket of games, and I, I'm excited for this 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 uh, week's best bets. All
0: right, let's go back uh, and talk about We talked about UCLA Fresno State. Fresno State is in action tonight against those UNLV Rebels. Oh who are currently winless in the Marcus Arroyo era the last two seasons. And tonight, Fresno State is favored by 30 over UNLV. It's a Friday night game, uh, CBS Sports Network. You can watch it there. UNLV plus 30, you want any part of this? No, After watching Fresno State as closely as you watch and as closely as I watched... UCN, uh, UNLV get drilled last week by in Iowa Allegiant State. Stadium by Iowa State.
1: Yeah, I would say 30 points is too much to lay. I mean, uh, I, I don't usually get involved in that. Right. If you chose, told me to pick a side and I had to pick a side, I'd take the UNLV side. Right. Uh, a little bit of a letdown on a very physical game against UCLA. Right. Uh, so I thought UNLV could score until I watched the play last week, <laughs> and then they didn't. But if they get 20 points, you got to get 50 points to beat them, and that—that's a lot in the, in
0: in, the, in college. And, and can UNLV get 20 points against that Fresno State defense? that looked pretty pretty tough.
1: Again, Fresno has been told how great they are all yep, week. There you go. And now it's a short week, and they're coming home. And uh, the QB—I mean, I don't—is he playing? I mean, that guy—I I can't imagine him. him and being able to move this week.
0: Well, he got it. You know, he did come back and finish the game yeah. with a game-winning touchdown. And, and he's had, you know, five, five days to, to rest a little bit.
1: A lot of adrenaline there. I guess they can they can shoot you up and get you in there. But uh, his <laughs> ribs look pretty banged up. Uh, I would, if you made me take it, I take the UNLV side. But huh. I, only yeah. with you, only with your money.
0: No, no, no. I'm not. I don't want any part of that game tonight. But I know again, the line obviously is inflated. And I know that what you're saying, a little bit of a trap game possibly for Fresno State. However. Yeah, remember, this is a conference game for Fresno State, so you can't take yeah. anyone lightly, and they are playing at home. And, you know, typical UNLV, like, they looked okay for periods of time against Arizona State, and, you know, of course, you know, they covered their, uh, you know, the Eastern Washington game, they, they were horrible in the opener, and then last week against Iowa State. Just looking at the lineups and the roster of, of uh, those two teams, I mean, Iowa State just the bodies that they had compared to UNLV and when you we looked at these two teams on the line of scrimmage and then you looked at each sideline it was amazing and then you you look in the stadium there at Legion Stadium there's 25,000 fans from Iowa State and I counted I think 6,122 UNLV fans yeah, well, That's if, a bad statement, my friend.
1: If, if you're living in Iowa, you had a chance to come to Las Vegas, yeah. you would do
0: it. Yeah. Vegas
1: is a few years away. We all know that. They don't have the size. They don't have the thing going. Uh, maybe they can allow this coach a few years to get his things in place and build it. they got a beautiful stadium to play in, and uh, we'll see where it goes. Hey, two good games uh, also in the ACC. Well, one's kind of an ACC game, but Liberty favored on the road at, at Syracuse. I mean, uh, that, that's, a, that's, to me... A pretty big surprise, but I mean, I guess Liberty's not a bad football team. No, they're good. And yeah. then Wake Forest, who drubbed—I mean, drubbed—Florida State. That Florida State yeah. is awful. Uh, getting a few points at Virginia. Virginia looked good for a half. Yeah. And then North Carolina just took over in the second half. That was my other loss there. Right. I thought I had that. Actually marked it a win, and it ended up being a loss.
0: <laughs> so make sure you remind me before four o'clock so I can get my action here. So I can run to the sports book here, okay, and uh, and get action. On the Virginia-Wake Forest game. For you bet. do. Yeah, so re- remind me, because I might
1: forget. Remind, oh, are you going to release, because you gonna release how you're going to bet it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I
0: mean, I, and it can't be part of your best bets so, it is let us know. It is not one of my best bets. It is yeah. not. But it, for, for entertainment purposes only, I, I, I do like the Cavaliers a little bit in this spot. And, and in I got a few stats that, that kind of back that up uh, with Virginia. Virginia – has uh has put up some yardage, but mm-hmm. you know they gave up tons of yardage last week as well. But I mean they gained over 500 yards against North Carolina, and uh you know Wake Forest uh, they've got one of the best kickers in the country. This guy's made 16 straight field goals. That's pretty good. Yeah. So uh pretty important. Should be should be uh entertaining game, but I think Virginia really needs this game, especially being at home tonight. They need it. So a slight lean, that's all. To and plus like I said, Friday night little entertainment purposes only, little action little action. There you go. What's wrong with that? So we've got plenty of action to talk about. All right, before we start uh, getting into some of these games here, I want to uh, touch on the news that you probably heard, Brian, with Lane Kiffin uh, a couple days ago that he addresses at his press conference. Lane Lane Kiffin, the uh, coach at Ole Miss, and the former offensive coordinator for Alabama uh, from 2014 to 2016, worked under Nick Saban. And uh, he said that Alabama is cherry-picking players out of the transfer portal, getting the best players from other programs. Now, that's probably pretty true, <laughs> but is this something that needs to be said, and, and why would you open you know, this can of worms, so to speak? So, uh, let me give you a quote here. This is Lane Kiffin talking. He goes, he goes now they go to cherry-pick players for any holes that they may have, like an Ohio State receiver, Jamison Williams, or Tennessee linebacker, uh, uh, Henry Tutu. So now it's like not only do they get the best draft picks, but they get to go into free agency and take players. So it's really going to set up one of the most talented teams ever, which is what we're getting ready to play. Well, Nick I'm, Saban, I'd rather uh, Lane Kiffin talking about it, Alabama and surprise Nick surprised
1: that Alabama that football players want to go play in Alabama with their success. I, what is he complaining about? Does he want the portal thrown away? I, I don't know what he's complaining about. This is typical, typical Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Just whine and try to shift the blame on something else. Go out and play some football. Recruit them. He's got every bit of advantage to recruit these exact same players and to get the exact same people in the, in yes. the portal. So if he can't do it and his coaches can't do it, get somebody that can. Yeah. And And you know what? Nick Saban, it's unfair. Oh, boy, Nick Saban gets all the uh, best athletes. Clemson gets all the bath- best athletes. Yeah. Ohio State gets all the best athletes. you got to go knock them off the pedestal. Exactly. You've got you to get your program where it needs to be and stop whining about it.
0: Why even bring this up?
1: It's it, just it, typical Lane
0: Kiffin. It, it is. And the thing about it is, he's got a pretty good program. He's got a good team. They played very well this year. You don't need to do that. And then, of course, you want to wake up the sleeping giant as well, too. I mean, Alabama, if Nick Saban and Alabama have a chance to put 50 or 60 on the board, they're going to do it. I, well, they don't need any to board material here. I mean, it's just it's idiotic. And this guy has been a head coach. For many, many years, besides the offensive yep. coordinator there at, 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 uh, at Alabama. And, again, that's your former employer, and, and now you're competing with them. It, it just, this is what this guy does. And it, it, it's sickening is what it and, is.
1: And, and Alabama, they got some holes. Yes. they got some serious holes on defense. Uh, Florida, that was no fluke. They, they came back in that game and took it to them. So they should focus on the X and O's and what it's going to take to to beat Alabama. Forget about all this other garbage that he's talking about. So when
0: uh, when Sabin was asked about this, he said, you know, the one-time transfer rule would further separate the haves from the have-nots, and that's obviously. And you know, obviously, the Alabama is the haves. Here's this quote: He goes, "I think what's going to happen is, you've seen player, you've seen this happen in a lot of leagues. He goes, good players go to a good team, and the bad players leave good teams because they're not playing." He goes, is that going to make the rich get richer? He goes, He goes. I don't know. He goes, you can decide that uh, for yourself. But the two players that Kiffin's talking about, Williams and uh, Tutu, who Alabama recruited coming out of high school. So Saban recruited these guys out of high school, and they opted to go to different programs, but now they're back with the tide. Williams leads the team with 218 receiving yards, and Tutu leads the team with 22 tackles. So again it's just it's it's a lot of nonsense. And to your point about Alabama, they did struggle last week against Florida. They jumped out to a to a pretty big lead. Florida came storming back and Florida had a chance to tie this up. Final score is thirty one twenty nine. Kicker. And, and there you playing go. In the kicker. There you go. You gotta have a guy that kick an extra point.
1: Right. And, and you could say what you want about that, that two point conversion. You don't have
0: to if you got a kicker. You mm-hmm. tie it up and you keep playing. So I mean, many people believe that, you know, that that Alabama may not be as as good as you think, but again, they went on the road early in the season with a freshman quarterback, well, you know, first year quarterback, and they go into the swamp, a very tough place to play against an approving Florida team. And uh, you know, they got the win. Plain and simple, they got the win. And remember, I mean they they beat Miami forty four to thirteen in week one in 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 Bryce Young's first start. And you say what you want about Miami, but still I mean, you're, you're basically going on the road and you're playing these teams uh, and, and you're winning these games. So I, I don't think if they you're did. an Alabama Crimson Tide fan, you got anything really to worry about. But I thought that, you know, they didn't cover, of course, but good victory by Alabama.
1: All, all that really matters is getting the win. Yeah. Um, Florida exploited some of the holes they have yeah. on defense. They're a little young on defense. Yeah. And now it's up to teams to figure out what Florida did and go through and do it. Mm-hmm. Hey, how about the Swamp Plan? That Tom Petty song. You I, like that? Huh? I, I that was new to me. I, I had never seen that there. Uh, going into like the, it's like the going into the fourth quarter, the stomp that they do at, at uh, Wisconsin, it, seeing yeah, the it, whole stadium singing, "I won't back down." That was really cool. <laughs> And I'm a big Petty fan. You're a big Petty fan. Oh, yeah, yeah. See,
0: I, I think they're tapping into the whole Clemson thing, what Clemson does, you know, when, you know, touch the rock, Howard's Rock and they come on the field and, you know, inner Sandman, they, they, they do that. So I think more and more college campuses are doing this. And, again, you know, with the jump around. The jump uh, around, that's what it is. The, yeah, yeah, the jump around. Well, it's that third stuff. to
1: the fourth quarter. Yeah, it just gets awesome. your fans into a yeah. frenzy. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I like that. I, yeah. I like that because. Yeah, going into the crowd, everybody's yeah. going, but it kind of fades. They got third or fourth yeah. quarter, lift them back up.
0: I, I have partaked uh, numerous times in the jump around at the University of Wisconsin, there in Madison, and uh, that, that is, looks fun. It is fun, it is something special. And what a lot of people don't get a chance to see when they show it on television is what they do first. Okay, once they go to the the longer timeout yeah. at the end of the third quarter, the fourth quarter, uh, they come on out and the cheerleaders come out with uh, and they do these uh, like. Uh, what do they call it? like a uh, the barrel races? Oh, okay. And they played the theme from Bonanza first. They do They're doing that and the the, the guys that are taking the cheerleaders and they're doing these like little like kinda you know, on all fours barrel yeah. races, you know, like, And then all of a sudden when they're done with that and then boom. The jump here, around. here comes the jump around. Just like that. But oh, that the the lead in is a theme from Bonanza. Just a little FYI there. That's good. Yeah, you might want to pass that on to Big Blue in Michigan next time you go there. Or your friends over at UCLA. UCLA did a pretty cool
1: thing at the Rose Bowl <laughs> with their light show and the things they did going into the, yeah. from third to fourth. Uh, yeah. it, it rallied them a little bit for a little while in this yeah. game. The fourth quarter was exciting against Fresno. But that's a passion of college football. It makes it so much fun to see all these little quirky things that they do and, and, and the alumni and everything is so important.
0: There you go. Yeah. I'm sure you attended many UCLA games back in the day uh, with your shirt off and, and painted your chest uh, blue and gold. Like I, I can envision that.
1: Yeah, nobody wants to see that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> even in my prime, nobody wanted to see that. But, uh, you, we had some good teams back when I was there. You're the toast. Yeah, Troy, Troy Aikman yeah. had us uh, number one in the country. So you know. Yeah. There
0: you go. All right. When we come back, we will start diving into the college and the NFL side. Matt Holt will join us next hour. Best bet segment coming your way. We are live on a Football Friday from the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Don't you dare go anywhere. Come on, let me put some water on your ball. More from the master debater. Let me put some water. C. Martin. you never know what comes out of this guy's mouth. Friday. A football Friday. Where? At the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. No better place to be. Whether it's the entertainment, the gaming, and of course the food. Oh, let's talk about the food. You know I want to talk about the food. Double B?
1: Hey, tonight. Tonight. Debuting. Debuting. Brand new restaurant here at the uh-huh. Cosmopolitan, Super Frico. So it, it's first night available to the public, 5 o'clock. When does it close? All we listed was late. <laughs> late. 5 to late. It's going to be a, a lot of fun. Hey. It's called Italian Psychedelic Experience. It should be a lot of fun up there.
0: I I, I can hardly wait. And it's funny that uh, Jules had told me this morning, i got to show you the text here, that her director uh came i guess to the opening of the reopening of opium and went to um and we did play days the last few days exactly yeah. so so he was there and just raved about it oh good yes you know good, so... yeah. super frico yes, opium super frico did. exactly opium
1: after uh, uh been out since march it's his first right. show tonight so right. really exciting times to get some entertainment and some uh, you know excitement for for our guests to come in and uh again super frico is going to be a nice uh New thing here at the Cosmopolitan. We'll have to do it maybe next week after the show.
0: We we talked about uh, yeah. that. Uh, you know, we let uh, let the people get in here and check it all out. I can hardly wait to check out Super Freako here at the Cosmopolitan, uh, up there on the second floor.
1: It's where or Rose Rabbit r- Rose Rabbit was. Lie used where, to be, yeah. so
0: it's right next to the Wicked Spoon. Yes, Super Freako. Super Freako. And, and do they have Rick James playing nonstop? They do. Super Freaks is part of it. Absolutely.
1: Apparently, the the, the <laughs> Freako is the part of the edge of the the crust of the the pizza yeah. where it cheeses up look at an italian yeah. that's that's what i was told F- and, and and i didn't even look it up i didn't even google it they i just agreed with them i go but, okay
0: but i noticed that super frico so super is spelled right but then it it's f-r-i-c-o
1: yes that's super the italian frico. part of it yes. there you
0: go Sorry. and uh, as a matter of fact uh you know i got the the intel the scoop you and i got it from the your your head chef here at the Casa of yes. Outstanding, and he and he told us all about it. He goes, no, this is going to be a, another fantastic yeah. spot here at the Castle. Falls.
1: Julian Griffin, our, our senior Julian. vice president of yeah. uh, uh, food and beverage, he's yeah. very excited. Spiegel World, they do magnificent stuff. You've seen absinthe, of course, you've seen opium. They've got a, a, a Atomic Saloon down down yeah. the street. Yeah. This is their first real dive into uh, to food, and it's going to be fun.
0: People are going to have a good time. Super Frico making its debut this weekend here at the cosmopolitan of las vegas come and check it out all right so college football we mentioned tonight wake forest at virginia that goes at four o'clock wake forest three and oh fourth time in their last six seasons and they beat you know florida state last week pummeled florida state and i know how you feel about florida state brian (laughs) this team and and you know there were several of us that thought hey okay let's give florida state a pass they're going to they're going to bounce back. No, that didn't happen last week. They, oh got, they got drilled by Wake again. And then Virginia quarterback Brennan Armstrong, 554 yards last week against North Carolina. The problem was their defense gave up 700. 699 to be exact. Think about that. Their defense gave up 699.
1: Yeah, North Carolina's a weird team, boy. They, they When they show up offensively, they are really, really ready to go. But that game's 28-24 at half. Uh, Virginia's ahead. You figure all they got to do is kind of gut it out and play a little defense. Yeah. Well, they did not play the defense, and uh, North Carolina made them pay and won going away. The Eight points or so. Is that what I got in that game? Yeah. Eight yeah, yeah. wasn't Wasn't quite enough. So yeah. I think they lost by 20.
0: <laughs> <laughs> UNLV Fresno State tonight, and the Bulldogs favored by 30 over UNLV. UNLV still looking for a win in the Marcus Arroyo area. So a couple Friday night games tonight. All right. Let's look at the board tomorrow. College football. Notre Dame taking on Wisconsin at Soldier Field. The... The Badgers favored by six in this game. And you've got former Wisconsin quarterback Jack Cohn is quarterbacking the Irish. In Wisconsin, it's Graham Mertz. This is a uh, this is going to be a great pageantry, great game like we talked about, playing in Chicago, neutral field. The stadium will split 50-50, red and white and blue and gold. And... Uh, I don't know if it's going to come down to the quarterbacks, Brian. I don't know if it's going to come down to the running backs because each team has a great running game as well. Kyron Williams for Notre uh, Notre Dame has been fantastic. And then Chez Malusi for Wisconsin. He's another one of those kind of ground and pounders that Wisconsin has. But let's be honest. I mean, both of these teams have underperformed this year. And for me, I did not make this one of my best bets, but a slight lean for me towards the Irish just because if I can get – any points with Notre Dame team, you know, as an underdog, I will take them, especially not, you know, against a Clemson or an Alabama or something like that. This is against a Wisconsin team that doesn't really blow anybody out. And Notre Dame and Wisconsin play similar styles. I like the Irish, you know, getting about six points here. And I know a lot of people don't. A lot of people are on on Wisconsin here, but I'm going to go back to that Penn State game where, where Mertz... Wasn't good at all. I mean, he was downright terrible is what he was. And we've seen Cohn you know, really not be great at Wisconsin. So he transfers out of there, has a year of eligibility left. He goes to Notre Dame. He's he's still not quite what you know Notre Dame had the last few years at the quarterback position. But uh, this is an intriguing game. I think it's going to be a close game. So for a lot of people who are thinking, hey, Notre Dame it doesn't have that offensive line anymore. They're kind of banged up. Notre Dame still has some weapons. and I think the Irish are going to come to play.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more when you said you hit it on the button. Uh, these Both these teams have underperformed. Uh, the Irish are undefeated, but they do not look like the Irish. Uh, they're not going to scare anybody. In fact, they're not scaring the betters. The betters have made uh, oh, yeah. Wisconsin a fairly sizable favorite here. Um, I, I don't know who I would lean on in this game. I tried to go to both sides of this game, and I just ended up saying, you know what, I have to pass because Wisconsin – just doesn't look right to me. Yeah. Uh, even when they won that game against the Mac team and you were on them and you laid the 26, right. it took to deepen the fourth quarter for them to even get there. Right. And so uh, Notre Dame, man, they, they had a game in hand against a really weak Florida State team. That game goes into overtime. Right. They're, they're all but beat by Toledo, for crying out loud. And even the Purdue game, It took the fourth quarter for them to put that away. So I'm I'm not so sold on the Irish, but I'm not going to go all the way and take Wisconsin because something just doesn't look right there. Um, Again, this to me looks like a close game, touchdown game one way or the other. Yeah. You make your pick. I, I, I guess if you said lean to the Irish.
0: I'm going to lean to the Irish. And then again, if, if,
1: if, if you're you call the, me and you told me I bet them, I'll cheer for the Irish.
0: There you go. There you go. Go, go Irish. There you go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've, I've got both shirts, so it's okay. And, again, you know, I, I do love the, the teaser variety, the teaser pleaser. Uh, you know, give me up to 13, 13 and a half with Notre Dame. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a good hard look at that uh, as well, too. So that game kicks off tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock. Should be a good contest. Great. Uh, A&M in Arkansas. We touched a little bit upon that. Again, that's neutral field in Arlington as well. A couple of the neutral sites game in uh, Texas A&M, a number seven team in the country. They've won 11 in a row. Don't know if Texas A&M is for real or not, but I know what they do have. They got a very strong defense. They got a pretty good running game as well too. Uh, so a, a, a slight lean there with uh, A&M. So we'll talk about that in a little bit as well too. But here's the team that is the big mystery, Brian. Too is is Clemson. Yes. I mean, you know, Clemson play North Carolina State and, and state pretty good defensively and state at home here. They've had this game circle on the calendar. Will Clemson get right? That is the big question because they scored 3 against Georgia and they scored 14 against Georgia Tech last week, winning 14 to 8. They have played ugly, but the one you know, the, the one positive sign for Clemson is their defense.
1: I will tell you this about Clemson. I think they get right. They get right in this game. I watched NC State go into Mississippi State. Mississippi State pushed them all over the field. Clemson played a what looks to be a very, very, very good Georgia team and a really good defense for Georgia. Uh, surprised me. I didn't think Georgia would be that good. So I think personally... Uh, Clemson goes to NC State, and they have no problem in this game. Remember that last game against Georgia Tech had like a four-hour weather delay. That's right. And so that takes the starch out of your game. And so when they re- when they started it again, I didn't, you know, I didn't go back to it because it was messy. You know, what was the field like? How did it look? Were they able to execute their plays? Probably not. They probably didn't do a lot. They just went ahead and won the game. And now. This is going to be, I think, a statement game. I think it's very short. Ten points sounds very light for a team that's been at the
0: elite level like Clemson for the last few years. And, again, Clemson has owned North Carolina State as well, too. All right, Uh, Rutgers taking on Michigan. I know you're calling for a Michigan blowout here. You know, Rutgers had themselves some trouble early in the week on Monday night. They had two of their better defensive players, actually probably their two best defensive players, who uh, had a little bit of an incident. They uh, were shooting paintballs on campus, at other students, and uh, they were arrested. Is that appropriate behavior? Uh, no, no. no. You know, but then again, w- what happens in Piscataway up there anyway? You know. So yeah, it's so a Monday night. Hey, what are we going to do? We're 3-0. By the way, yeah, Rutgers is 3-0. And again, two of your better defensive players, they said, you know what, nothing to do here on a Monday night. Should have just stayed inside and, and watched the Packers and the Lions. Uh, stay yourself out of trouble, and they get a paintball gun. and They start firing paintballs at students on campus, it's your own students. I don't know if uh, they didn't like somebody or what the deal was on that. But now uh, you got these guys suspended; they're not playing, and you're getting ready to go play uh, a much improved Michigan Wolverine team in front of 110,000 in Ann Arbor.
1: Well, you know, it's embarrassing for these kids. They should be thrown out of school, as far as I'm concerned, with all the active shooting and the thing that's happened across the country. This is this is bad. It probably terrified some people to see guns coming at them and whatnot. So that's that's a horrible thing. Rutgers, I liked them a few weeks ago. You remember I took them against Syracuse? Yes. I watched that entire game. They were lucky to win that. I was (laughs) lucky to cover that game. They did not look good they had put 60 points up the week before they put i think 17 up or over 17 so it was like a real ugly game this michigan team is just punching you in the mouth they have not really had to throw the ball in three weeks they just run over you last year week they did run the they did pass they passed for 300 they ran for 400. so uh, i don't see where rutgers going to hang with them i think uh, was it last year or the year before that game was pretty close against rutgers yeah. Again, now you're going to have a full stadium there. I, I three touchdowns. I take them. I take the Michigan side. If anything, take them at halftime. Cut yep. that sucker in half. Be up by 14 or 20 at halftime because you never know who plays at the end of the game when you got the, when you go into that long bench.
0: You know, Michigan has played you know, against two weak sisters you know, from the MAC, and they played Western Michigan in the opener, and then they <coughs> played, you know, blasted Northern Illinois last week, and uh, they've been laying a lot of points. And I think a lot of people think, okay, this is a different Michigan team. Is it that much of a different team? Now they did sandwich in there with Washington, Washington. but we we know that Washington, again, new coaching staff and that sort of thing there um they don't look that good as well and michigan has played nothing but home games here so they got another one here against rutgers but uh, now you're playing a big 10 opponent is a conference game for them is michigan as good as the scores have indicated the first three weeks well you, you don't know about the qb the qb has not been under any
1: kind of pressure They've dominated the line of scrimmage. Well, they don't want to throw the ball, either. so they're yeah. so so yeah. Well, why stop it? Yeah. They're going to they're, they're they're working out some kinks. He does a little play action. La, I mean, what was it? 47 to nothing at halftime in that yeah. game last week. I mean, it was yeah. just a, it was a joke. So, um, I think Michigan's good. I think they're a good football team. I think they're really limited as far as their wideouts. Uh, and so when it comes down to it and they're going to and people can bottle up the run, can they get the ball out there to the people since uh, you know, they lost, There was a bell, I think, was their, was their right. top wide that, that first game.
0: All right, so uh, Michigan laying uh, near, what, 20 in this game against yep. uh, Rutgers. West Virginia, Oklahoma, a little bit intriguing here. And, again, Oklahoma, they were life and death to beat Nebraska as a 22-point favorite. They did not cover that game. So uh, Oklahoma does get the victory. But, again, we're not really seeing too much on the defensive side of the ball from the Sooners. And now you got a West Virginia team who can play. Maybe this line is a little bit inflated. Another uh, huge line here. Do you give West Virginia a little bit of a shot?
1: Yes, I do. Um, Your buddy Ken Hoff pointed out to me the first week how good Oklahoma was. And then we sat there in the bar and watched Tulane almost beat them. In fact, Tulane had a very good opportunity to beat them. Then I thought they'd bounce back and they did. But then they get Nebraska who they hadn't played in a while. And they only put up 23 points against that team. Um, Their defense plays a little better against Nebraska. So what? Uh, This is a very underperformed OU team who I think is third or fourth in the country. Uh, That's a live team. West Virginia's gutty. They could definitely stay within the 17 points. I don't know if they could win the game. That that might be a tall ask. But uh, I, I can't see Oklahoma, from what I've seen these first few weeks, really blowing out anybody of talent.
0: Right. All right, Oklahoma, a 17-point choice uh, in this game. All right, any other college uh, things besides your best bets that uh, got your interest? They were kind of a little bit on the outside of your best bets.
1: Yeah, there were two other games. Oh, Clemson's the first one that was outside my best bets. I, I really do like them. Uh, the game that really I think is a an important game uh, will be Utah. Utah lays two touchdowns against a very, very poor Washington State team. I mean, they had SC dead to rights in that game last week and then gave up, I think, 45 or 48 consecutive points after being ahead 14 nothing. They looked dreadful. Uh, Utah has lost twice. They lost uh, um, in the Holy War. Yes. And then didn't they lose last week? San Diego, they San Diego State. Diego State. Yeah, another Mountain West the team. Mountain West teams are looking good. <laughs> yeah. So this is an important game for Utah. I think you're going to see uh, an inspired team. I think they're going to use their backup uh, quarterback. Uh, that Their other guy uh, subbed out. Well, Charlie Brewer left the program. He, left the program. he quit. He left After the he got
0: benched last week, he get, said, that's it, I'm out of here. Get
1: that guy from Baylor out yeah. of there. <laughs> Ship him back to the Big 12. Right. Now they're going to put their guy in, and they're going to perform. I think they win this game going away. Might be a little tight for a while, but I think they're going to win by, you know, 25, 30 points in this game. So I think that game, that number's a little light. Secondly, I hate to say it, there's only one side. At the farm. Yeah. There's only one side to play. Uh, you cannot play UCLA in this game. You mm. cannot. Uh, they showed very pointedly that Fresno stopped the run and UCLA didn't have the answer for three and a half quarters until they got a couple of fluke plays and then got rolling and got in that game. They also showed that their pass was a little off. Uh, five and a half points at home on a team that you've beaten 12 out of 13 years. That to me looks like a pretty nice spot. Again, a sliver outside my best bets, but how can you not like Stanford in that matchup?
0: I, and I do like Stanford in this matchup, but it is strange because UCLA is actually getting the money here, and I think you know people that are betting UCLA are thinking, okay, bounce back. This team is better than than uh, than they showed last week, and they're thinking, hey, Stanford is the team that they saw against K-State, you know, and David Shaw, his teams, they normally do start off slow. And I I don't know if it's just because of the system there, but they get better usually as the season progresses. But this is a huge game for Stanford. Like you said, they went into USC and just dominated USC. And now they're getting this game at home against a Pac-12 opponent in UCLA. And, again, I, I think for me, I'm not sure what to make of this UCLA team because when you look at the talent level and the recruiting that Chip Kelly has done, it looks pretty impressive. At least on paper, and then again against lesser opponents, like we saw against San Jose State and Hawaii. Look, uh, not San Jose State, but LSU. Uh, against Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii, because USC played at San Jose yeah. State, so getting that old Mountain West thing. But the opener against Hawaii, and then LSU, they look fantastic. But as you said before, LSU is not the same LSU team that we're been accustomed to. Uh, so I I get it from a talent perspective that you're thinking, okay, this team is going to bounce back. But Brian, I cannot. Bet this UCLA team as long as your boy DTR is behind center. I can't do it and I won't do it. And they've got to have somebody else that, that can be there instead of him. Oh, well, DTR
1: is your man. So you're going to see him behind center. Then I'm then I'm yeah. taking
0: Stanford. You're then. going to be seeing behind so I don't say, it's a great spot to play
1: Stanford. And yeah. I agree with that. The money's coming in probably on UCLA because people are, are 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 maybe overrating Fresno. I mean, maybe they're saying Fresno's really an elite ball club. So we'll see.
0: All right. So other uh, college uh, football games uh, coming up uh, as well tomorrow, too, that you may want to uh, keep an eye on at USC, who goes on the road last week to Washington State, and they struggled for, an, for a half. And then second half, it was all SC. And I agree with you. I think Utah is a play against Washington State. It's a big number, 14 and a half. But USC is coming back home, where last time they were at home, their coach got fired. They lost to Stanford got blasted by Stanford. Now Oregon State comes to town and, SC favored by 11. I know some people think that this is a little bit of a short number. This is a good spot for SC. Yeah,
1: it does seem like a very, very short number against a, what's probably a pretty bad Oregon State team. Right. Uh, if you made me pick it, I would take SC. Really, I didn't want to lay double digits. I was hoping to come in around 8 or 9, but 11 uh, does seem a little light even so. It, it seems like the number should be 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some uh, Another one that looks light is, is Washington only laying 7 against Cal. Cal is, uh, you know, a, a middling team Washington was supposed to win the win the the north and uh that's only seven and a half to me I looked at them, I'm like wow that seems a little light then you mm-hmm. kind of delve into the numbers Washington really hasn't done much no. so it, it, it's hard to support even them
0: in, at home I'll, I'll give you this you know the Cal I was on Cal two weeks ago yeah. and uh, you know Cal has been pretty impressive this year and Cal has Basically taking care of Washington, I believe it was what five out of the last six meetings, and uh, you know Cal is covered, or they've won the game outright. And if I'm going to play this game, I'm probably going to take a shot, you know, with the Bears here. I think there's there's plenty of value with the Bears, and uh, again, they can, you know, Garbers can play quarterback. I mean, he can throw the ball down the field. So I do like Cal a little bit, you know, in this game. And one more I'll throw at you here is uh, Texas and Texas Tech. You know, this Texas team got blasted uh, against Arkansas, but they answered the bell very nicely, you know, last week. And uh, this Texas Tech team, you know, this is a Texas team that normally handles this Texas Tech team. The number is nine. You could say maybe that's a little bit short. I was on the outside of my best bets. But if I had to play this game, and I probably will tease this game down, I like the long ones.
1: I like the other side. I like the other yep. side plainly because I think Texas is a dog. I think Arkansas exploited that they are not ready for prime time. They're a weak club. I just put a scratch through the fact that they beat Rice. Who cares? There's twenty or thirty people in this sports book right now that could go give Rice a game. Right now.
0: Yeah.
1: Right now. That's how that's how that's how weak they are. And see? so I just I don't I, I just forget about it. To me, this number should be about four. Well, so I I, I don't I, I look at it the other way. Again, it was, it was outside of my best bets, but right. I, I did like it. I'm going to throw one back at you. Do you have an opinion on the LSU-Mississippi State game? To me, that's a field goal game uh, with the spread. Yeah. Down with all the – they won't have their cowbells since it's yeah. an SEC game. But right. That's a tough place to play, Starkville. S-
0: slight lean towards the Mississippi State in, yeah. in this contest. Yeah, yep. I do. Again, LSU is going to have to prove something to me, and they haven't yeah. proven anything to me yet uh, at this point in time. So, yeah, slight lean towards – Mississippi State and the gotcha. Dodgers. All right. Sounds good. All right. We'll start taking a look at the pro side when we come back on the other side of the hour as uh, Matt Holt will join us. And then our best bet segment coming your way as well, too. Trevor Manich is going to join us. Looking forward to that. And, uh, yes, our three best college plays, our three best uh, NFL plays, all there for you right here on the show, live from the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. And don't forget, get involved here in the sports book. If you're a tourist or you're a local, you can get some free money in your account too by using the promo code TC50. That's what you got to do. If you deposit $50 into a brand new account, boom, they will match it with an additional $50. Just go to the counter and use it. Promo code TC50, not just here at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas, but any of the William Hill sportsbooks around town. Hour number one of the books, hour number two coming your way. We talk NFL, best bets, and more. TC Martin, Double B, Brian Benowitz here, live from the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas on a football Friday.